we're going to be thinking about power tonight. Um, power. And when you think of something really powerful, um, what sort of uh, feelings does that invoke in you? So something like nuclear weapons or uh, a prop forward in a rugby team. Um, maybe you'd be more worried about a French one than an English one, although that doesn't necessarily tell you what the score was earlier. Um, and I think the question in that is, one is, well, how, how powerful is this thing? And also, is that power for me or against me? So if we think of Trident, our nuclear submarine, um, scurrying around somewhere in the ocean, armed with nuclear weapons, ready to, to strike in the interest of our country, that power is for our safety. And then the more powerful that is, sort of the more comfort we can take from that. If it was the other way around, if uh, there was a nation who um, wished to hurt us and destroy us, the more power they had, the more threatened we would feel. Um, The same is true of a prop forward. Um, For some uh, crazy reason, my rugby coach decided when I was at school that I should play hooker um, for a few... I think our hooker was injured. I was tiny at school and, and skinny, and the hooker is right in the middle of the scrum, and you are sandwiched in between the two biggest players on your team, the two prop forwards. And I was hanging off them like this in the scrum, like with my feet dangling down. And, and they, were, they were powerful guys. They were strong. And the thing is, what was actually... I quite enjoyed playing there because they were, they were for me on the rugby field. They, were, they would protect me and look after me uh, and would never be far away when there was trouble. So their power was for me and was a comfortable thing um, because of that. Um, And tonight we're we're going to be thinking about God's power. And I've got a few questions for us here. Um, Three main main questions. Um, And I think we particularly apply these if if we think of a situation where maybe we're struggling in our prayer life, something that we've been praying for for a long time, something about our Christian life that we're struggling with, and we're not perhaps getting the immediate answer that we want, There are certain doubts that come to mind, aren't there? One might be, does God have enough power? Maybe my prayer is not being answered because God is just not powerful enough to change that person's heart to save them. And the second question is, is that power for me? So it's it's the question of maybe God's not answering that that prayer because... Um, he just doesn't love me and he doesn't want to answer that prayer and lastly what is the purpose of his power maybe we're praying for something that is just completely out of line of God's will we're praying for something that he does not will and is opposed to or is not in his timing and that is not the purpose of his power. And as we wrestle with these things, um, uh, I'm just going to leave, that's, that's all I've got up on the screen today. 
I'm hoping our passage will help us answer those questions thoroughly so that we might be stirred on in more faith and and trust. Um, And we, we get those things wrong, can't we? People will often fall down on one of those things, and when we fall down in one of those, um, often that's when we give up in prayer, or we, we give up in faith entirely. <coughs> and so let's think about the first one. Does God have enough power? And our key verse here is verse 19. And it, it sort of links the two halves of the passage together. It says, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe it is those two things his immeasurable the immeasurable greatness of his power his power is so great that you cannot even measure it it is beyond anything we've ever known his immeasurable the immeasurable greatness of his power and then a lovely little phrase towards us who believe All the might of God's power is towards us who believe. His power is for us. We're like the little hooker in between two giant powerful props. It is that immeasurable power towards us. It is is for us. And just to flesh out more of, of what this power is like as we go on, the second half of the passage is all about that. Um, So in verse 20, it says, This power, this great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And Paul is saying that you can see God's great power as we look back at the life of Jesus. This power that we saw raising Jesus from the dead, and in fact that we see throughout the Gospels, through all the miracles, the things that Jesus did, it is this same power. Where, Where is this power now? Well, in the second half of verse 20, it is seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. It is still there. Jesus is sat in heaven with the same power now. And just so we're really, really clear, verse 21, how great is this power? It is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So if you think of every rule and authority and power and dominion that has ever existed, name them all. Jesus is way above them all. But we might think, but what if there's someone who's come in the future? Well, even those, even those who are to come. Jesus' power rules above all of that. And verse 22, And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And this passage starts with for this reason. And as we think back in Ephesians 1, we started with God's great salvation plan for the world and that he predestined people to come and be saved by him and as we and and this just sort of blows my mind as we take a step back as we see the whole history of of everything that God has ever done before God made the world God was there 
with his power, planning what he will do in saving his people. After the world, God's plan will be fulfilled and all those people who he had predestined to save will be saved with him in heaven. And we live in the, on the timeline, this tiny little bit in the history of the earth in the middle. And we are held on either side of God's eternal, awesome, powerful plan. And it is amazing. So, for the first question, does God have enough power? The answer is, yes, he does. Now, the second question, um, is that power for me? Is this just an unwieldy power that is not personal, that is not loving and not not, um, purposeful? And the answer we see in, in verse 19. It says, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? There's this wonderful phrase, his glorious inheritance in the saints. The place where he has decided to put the greatest treasure of all, his inheritance, is in the saints, is for regular Christian believers. And a couple things we need to know about the inheritance. Um, One is that it comes in the future. This is something that will be received fully uh, in the future. And the second thing is you only get inheritance if you're a member of the family. And what this is saying is that as Jesus lived his life here on earth, he lived the perfect life as the perfectly obedient son of God as God, but also as a human being, fully, both. And what Jesus earned was an inheritance because of that. And as he died on the cross, he gives that inheritance to his people, the the saints who are Christians. So when God looks upon us as those who believe... He sees his sons and his daughters in the same way that he sees Jesus. And that is wonderful. We have this inheritance that we start to enjoy now, but we receive more fully in heaven and is a sign to us that we are members of the family, that there is nothing that God would not do for us. So the answer to question two, is that power for me? Well, if we read anything in the Bible, we will know that it absolutely is. Because Jesus uh, has ultimately died for us. Um, Now let's pause there for a moment and combine those first two. Incredible power with incredible love. And as we bring them together, I hope that we can you start to feel what is um, that, that comfort and assurance of knowing the greatest power in all the world is, is for us and wants what is best for us. That is amazing, isn't it? But in our prayer life and in our faith, often the confusion comes when we then draw a wrong conclusion out of that truth. 
and we say, if God is all-powerful and he really loves me, then AFC Bournemouth should be top of the league because that's what I really want. Um, and they're definitely not. Um, and England probably would have done a bit better in the rugby game. Um, and so we've got to ask another question, haven't we? Which is, what is the purpose of his power? And this is where we've got to see the, whole, the passage as a whole. Um, and this, pa- uh, this little bit is a prayer of Paul's for the people in Ephesus. Um, uh, so let, let's think of it uh, in another way. Um, so let's say I was at school and I was hanging out with my, my two best friends, the prop forwards, and um, I wrongly got into a fight and I said to these guys, um, you're the props, um, can you sort this out? Uh, well, they would rightly say, well, hang on, um, no, we're not going to do, that's not our job, that's not our purpose. We, we're for you on the rugby pitch and in that game, but we're not here just to sort out whatever you want. And it's the same here in uh, the Bible. We know that God is powerful and that he's for us, but his love and his power has a very specific purpose in our lives. And we've got to ask the question, what is it? And we've got to check that as we try and align our lives with that purpose that we're heading in the same direction as, uh, as God wants. And often we make the mistake of thinking it's the other way around, of thinking that God needs to align his purpose with what I want. But the Bible would say no. For one, God is not like that. He's not at our will. And secondly, actually God, God's will is better even if we might not see that at first. Um, so let's have a look. We'll try and get a feel for this. Um, so Paul's prayer starts off with uh, giving thanks because, verse 15, he can see the love that they have towards all the saints. He's looking for a sign that they are on the same track as God's will, that they are being obedient to him in some way. And the fact that they love each other is a great sign. And Paul is giving great thanks. He's, you are beginning to, your, your lives are beginning to come in line with God's purpose for you, for what God is doing. Um, and then he, he goes on to begin to pray for them. And what we see in verse 17 is he prays that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom... And of revelation in the knowledge of him. What Paul is saying, he's saying of this God who is infinitely powerful and who loves you, what I want for you is that you would have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I really want you to know God personally better. I want you to know what he's like. I want you to study him. I want you to be amazed at all his attributes and all his character so that you might relate to him better and begin to know how to obey him. And then in verse 18, there's this amazing phrase, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. If you were here a couple of weeks ago, Gary taught us about what it means for for the heart in Bible language. The heart is the core of who we are. 
It is, it is the gateway to our, to our will. It is the most us bit of us. And having the eyes of your hearts enlightened is getting spiritual sight to see who God truly is. And that is something that we need to pray about and ask for help because it is something that does not come naturally. We're told that we are blinded in this world. Um, so that is God's big purpose. The purpose of his power and his love is that we might come to know him better, to be aligned with his will, and to live um, in obedience to him. Um, so there are those three questions. Um, God has enough power, his power is for us, and he has made clear what his purpose is. And we've got to make sure that we're, we're living out all of those three things. And at different times of our lives, it might be that we doubt different aspects of that. It might be at times we doubt whether God is powerful enough, or if he loves us enough, or if we come out of line with his purpose. And we need to make sure that we keep coming back to those. Um, now, just as we, as we close... A great way to take this forward um, is to put it into practice in our prayer lives. Is that as we, if there's something that you have been wrestling with, that if there's something that causes you to, to doubt these things to be true, maybe something you've been praying over and over again and you feel that the answer is, is not right, uh, it, it is not, it's, the prayer's not being answered. It is a great thing just to claim each of these and just to say to God, I know you are powerful enough to do this. I know that you love me enough. And I know your purpose, I can see it in your word. And claim those promises once again and pray them in. Um, now a great, a great way to... I think as, as people become Christians and as we, uh, as we learn, um, a really great way to help us to understand what God's purpose is through his word is to pray through the Bible. I don't know if you've tried some, some Bible reading for yourself, personal Bible reading, but a great way to do that is to take a passage and as you read it, to pray it at the same time. So an example might be this passage. And as we read it, we, we pray, Oh, Lord, Paul's praying here for a spirit of wisdom. Please, would you give me that? Please, would I have a, a growing knowledge of you? Please, would you enlighten the eyes of my heart and grow my help? Please, grow my hope in the inheritance. And as we pray through the Bible, our prayer lives will reflect God's purpose of what he is willing for us and then it becomes a two way conversation as God reveals his purpose to us we immediately pray it back and the Lord's prayer is a great example of that isn't it it's one we do every week here and it's a wonderful little summary of God's purpose for us